0: To Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Let's pray. We're together. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together, our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding, signs, wonders, and miracles will take place at the teaching of your word. In Jesus' mighty name. Can we all say this together? Say in the name of Jesus. Jesus. This is our year of increase. increase. And I experience increase increase. in every area of life. life. Do you believe that? Amen. Amen. Alright, so we're looking at focus, right? We're looking at focus. There is no distracted man that has been an example of success. No one has been successfully distracted that ended up a success. There's no one who is praised for being distracted. And I said that when you're distracted, the devil no longer fights you because you have, you know, self-destruct. Talked about the fifth column. So please get Sunday's message and follow up, especially if you're not here on Sunday. Focus never happens by accident. Focus never happens by accident. You will not be accidentally focused. Focus has to be intentional. And I want to plead with you, including myself speaking, if there is anything you must not do in this life, is to deceive yourself. Don't be self-deceived. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If there is one person you should have an honest conversation about in this life, is yourself. Tell yourself the truth. For instance, you're not passing exams. I'm just giving an example. Don't say they are not teaching well. Because other people passed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? For someone who is not doing well, there is always the teacher to blame, the subject to blame. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. So, you must deal with every form of excuse and don't deceive yourself. Tell yourself the truth. At this stage of your life, you should be a man and a woman on a mission to accomplish something. The truth of the matter is, we, we look at life, all right? We're in the new year. We're how many days into the new year already? Some of you are using the Hebrew calendar. We're how many days into the new year already? You realize that some, we got up and felt like this year we're going to read. It's 14 days already. You know, some people got up and say, I'm losing weight this year. I'm not going to eat junk food this year. Four bottles of malt have gone already are you hearing what i'm saying if if after 14 days 2024 is beginning to look like 2023 sit yourself down because you will end up in december and do what let's start again you know is when your club is not winning you say they should start the league again are you hearing what i'm saying so focus is not by accident help me tell your neighbor that focus is not by accident so what are the three wisdom keys when we talk about focus number one what exactly do i want just simply ask yourself what do i want i shared the story with you of how i was doing some ngo stuff and then i, I got in, into ministry and i asked myself what do i want ask yourself that question early it answers a lot of things what do you want do i just want to be famous as a pastor do i just want to laugh church? Why do we take the time to say take down notes right why do I teach like this can't i just take one verse of scripture run through the 40 minutes and I'm done what do i want if you ask me as a pastor what do i want i want every single member of this church to be as matured as they can that when they meet with the lord they will meet them meet him matured and if that's my goal i have to take my time to teach what do you want In your relationship, what do you want? In your marriage, what do you want? With your children, what do you want? In life, what do you want? Until you answer that question, a lot of things will be muddled up. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you still here? Even in your job, what do you want? There are people who just work for one year, two years, gather money and go and do something else. For some of you, some of you know that. You are not entrepreneurial. It's like you give me a shop. Right? It's like you give me a shop. and I end up giving out all the things. I'm not entrepreneurial in the sense of I have to sell. Because once I see people hungry, I'll just feel like, you know what? <laughs> Let them eat first. We can sort the payment later. And you know a business will not run like that. Some of you know that you have to be employees for the rest of your life. You don't have the capacity to be a boss. It's not in your nature. Don't follow your friend who is an entrepreneur. We used to teach peer pressure to teenagers. It's something we now need to teach to adults. It's no longer a teenage problem. So what do you want? Then number two, what should I eliminate? What should I eliminate? And we talked about this verse. John 15, 2, amplified version. The amplified version talked about a richer fruit, right? John chapter 15, verse 2, quickly. Amplified version. It says, every branch in me, every bra- any branch in me that does not bear fruit, that stops bearing, what does he do? He cuts away. He trims off. He takes away. Don't be afraid of eliminating things from your life. Things that are not working. Some relationships have outlived their purpose. It's, it can be a difficult truth, but it's the truth. You have to eliminate. And I talked about, if you want to take a picture, right? If some people take your picture, you would ask them, where am I? What were you taking? Because you are in one place, the cow behind, the dog behind, everything is in the picture. No, but a professional will do what? We zoom out all those things and make you be there. You must learn elimination, even with your time. So God does not condone Unproductivity. You see, the man that buried the talent, look at what the Lord called him. He says, you are wicked and lazy. The man that worked more, what did God do? Rewarded him. You see, let's not, let's not take the grace of God for granted that God con- condones unproductivity. productivity. No. No. So don't just speak, you will be scattered, distracted in life. At the end of the day, uh, yeah, grace will speak for you. Grace will speak, but to what extent? Look at what it now says. It says, and he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more fruit. Everybody say more fruit. fruit. Richer fruit. Excellent fruit. fruit. Quality. So focus brings quality to your results. More fruit. You are good. You can be better. Right? Richer and more excellent food. Look at that verse. It says he repeatedly prunes. You should be cutting some things off. You know, I was doing something in the office some few days few days ago and I was like, so I was, I was working on something and then this verse came to my mind again and said, cut this off, cut this off. You're adding more stuff, cut this off. And I talked to you about the course of the talented. Where talented become, people become multitasking to the point where Right, instead of being 100% in one thing, they are 20, 20, 20, 20, 20% in 30 things. Your value will be based on how much you bring to the table. That's why you don't have a general consultant. In fields, they will be specific. They'll say bring, co- you know, even as you go in medicine, right? As you go higher in medicine, right? They'll tell you this one is ear, nose, and throat specialist. Eh? this one is a gynecologist. Right? And this one is whatever. When you have a child that is sick, they say, go to the pediatrician. You know, sometimes when you ask your friend who studied medicine, after he has given you general this thing, give the child this, give the child this, and I say, Okay, let me let me consult someone. Because general knowledge can only deal with you know malaria or something. <laughs> but the more the sickness becomes intense right then there are some people who just specialize on the brain who are you very scattered all six of your friends are not alike you say I know how to manage many people no you are confused You have six different influences in your life. There must be a consistent pattern. We should be able to look at you and say, you know, this guy can't be friends with this guy. Why? He's not consistent with values. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some of our greatest struggles in the Christian faith is that we don't want to eliminate things. We want people to be okay with us. Do you understand what I'm saying so? It's just okay. It's just okay. Because we feel that elimination makes us judgmental. No, elimination makes you productive. Some of the temptations you are going through is the people that hang around you. Elimination. Listen to me, child of God. Everything in this life will take your time. And you have to make sure... You are in control of your time. Let me run quickly. The ability to focus on one thing not only positions you for success, it makes the journey lighter. You're not carrying a lot of burdens. You're not carrying a lot of burdens. There's also emotional burdens, and I'll talk, with, talk, talk on that. Emotional burdens. I wanted to put the picture up, but in a way, I felt it, it to be a, a bit too, too graphic. N- not like it's very graphic, but you can go online and see it yourself. Right? when you go to Google, type the Greek Olympic runners, right? And you will see the statue, the, the, the real one that is used in Greece. The man is almost stripped to the barest minimum when they want to run. That's, how, that's why Paul wrote Hebrews 12.1. Let's go to Hebrews 12 verse 1 quickly. Um, um, NLT version. Please. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. NLT version. Hebrews chapter twelve, verse one. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, you know how Olympic race is, right? There's that stadium, everybody standing let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Everybody says, strip, strip off. Every weight every. that slows us down. Okay, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that I said before. Two things are here. Pay close attention. When he talks about stripping off the weight, it's not necessarily referring to sin. Because he now says, especially the sin. So let's take out sin. There are good things that are slowing your race down have you seen how many of you have watched runners in recent times right you see the the trunk they wear it's, you are almost asking the like, if you don't want to get dressed let us know because it's almost like you why you have to be light imagine that you want to run you now carry suits or you say oh you're a very traditional man you don't play with your tradition reverse people you know <laughs> you not you say no you must represent your tradition there you know that you immediately you say on your marks, they would have um, put your name on the flight ticket coming back because there's no how you will win the race like that some of us are not going fast in life because there are things around us declutter your mind right one of, the, one of the things that my mentor told me when I was going to school and he helped me a lot he said as you are going to school your primary purpose in school is to come out well it's not to find a good wife. Because I had people in 100 levels that had entered into a relationship two weeks to exam. The girl will send something that is not doing again. The guy will fail three papers, carry over. I know, I know sometimes it can be annoying. They are reading, you are asking somebody, do you think he still likes me? They are reading, you think he still likes me? I mean, emotional burdens. That is why you have to clarify your relationships. Because let me tell you something: every relationship in your life is taking an emotional space. You are trying to please the person; the person is trying to please you. You just ask yourself: Can I please this one? Is it? Do you understand what I mean? Be clear. In marriage, be clear. Don't marry a man that you don't understand. Even the Holy Spirit can be understood. Say, I don't just understand my husband. I don't just understand my husband. Sit down and say, it's difficult to understand you. Do you have a manual? (laughs) Because, listen, you can't be in a marriage where you are struggling to please someone that is making himself a mystery. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They ask you questions about your husband. You don't know what he likes. You don't know what he doesn't like. And both of you are playing hide and seek. You are wasting life and time. Life is already complex. Don't make it more complex for yourself. Are you still here? And men, make it easy for your wife to love you. Don't just be thinking, thinking, say, there are many many things in my mind. Many things in my mind. All the things in your mind, you have not invented anything. (laughs) If you are an inventor, like I mean, we would say, Okay, you are trying to produce something that will bring money. Remove the things in your mind. Life is not that difficult. You are not Jesus Christ. Even Jesus Christ that came to die for the world told his disciples what he came for, that I came to die. It's clear. Don't make life difficult. Are Are you hearing what I'm saying? Eliminate. There are things that are not your responsibility now. Eliminate them. For some of you, relationship is not your greatest priority. House rent is. Eliminate relationship and pay your landlord. Don't have those two two things in your mind. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, sometimes we rate the faithfulness of God by what God is doing in our life. But we stretch his faithfulness by carrying responsibilities that are not ours. I can bet you that God has provided enough for you to live a good life. You are the one playing cards. That's like like what my sister said. When it is in your power to do it, some of us overestimate our power. So eliminate. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right. So, these things are good things. Go to 1 Corinthians 10.23. Man, this time is running. 1 Corinthians 10.23, quickly. It says, you say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. Did you see that? You say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. Let me have the good news. Not everything is good for you, not everything is what? Beneficial. Look at this say we're allowed to do anything so they say that's true but not everything is good we're allowed to do anything but not everything is helpful so you in elimination you're asking yourself two questions is this good for me is this helpful is this good for me is this and let me tell you don't forget this message be consistent with it is this good for me Every one of us here, apart from our teenagers, we are adults. The truth of the matter is that we can make any choice we want to make with our lives. And nobody is going to put a rope on your neck to say, why did you make this choice? But you want to ask yourself one question. Is this helpful for me? Is this what I should be doing now? Is this helpful for me? Will this take me to my greater purpose? Will this take me to my greater good? So we need to strip ourselves of, of those things. Not everything is good for you. It might be good for your neighbor, but it's not good for you. It might be good for someone else, but it's not good for you. So you should know what is good for you. Praise the name of the Lord. Then the next thing, the, the next thing you want to look at is, what is my weakness? What's my greatest source of distraction? You cannot eliminate what you have not identified. What is my weakness? Ask yourself that. And build systems around your weakness. For instance, if your weakness is in the area of finances, you can have an accountability partner or use some of these apps that you can lock up some money and not touch it. Many people don't admit their weakness. That's why they cannot focus. What's your weakness? Praise the name of the Lord. You can't like every girl. Say, I like you, I like you, I like you. Oh God. You have to identify it. You can't spend your money. Some of us have, you know, some of us have a concept of wealth that is built on spending. That wealth just means that you walk into, you know, you know sometimes when you come out of a poverty background, there is a way you want to fight wealth aggressively that will be destructive. Eh? So for some of us, our concept of wealth is you just walk into the shop and you say, everything in this shelf, I mean everything from here to here, bring it down, put it in the boot. Say, hey, God has answered my prayer. There is no millionaire who lives like that. You can't be spending your salary before it shows up and say it's your year of increase. It will become, it was your year of increase entering the year, but it will end up as your year of decrease. Must work with a budget. Must work with a plan. What's your weakness? Identify it. And build systems around it. I sleep too much. Build system around that. I set goals and I'm not consistent with it. Build system around it. Every time I pick a book, I sleep. Build system around it. As a matter of fact, I don't don't kneel down to pray and I don't lie down to pray. Because I don't put myself in a position of temptation. So I think so a few days ago, I was praying. I was pretty tired. So I just said, let me lie down. So I was praying, you know. I just lay down in the, co- in the couch. And I was praying, I was praying. Then I started seeing certain visions. I knew that it wasn't God showing me those visions. It was sleeping. So I just knew that, ah. I said, I, I, I just got up. Because it was sleep. Because sometimes sleep will interrupt with your prayer. You think God is showing you something. And it's just sleep. You know you are always tired at night. Why will you put your prayer time at night? Some of us have started the year now. We have not read Bible. Even these Proverbs that we are saying, is when they just bring, when you see this on the Sunday school school um, pulpit coming, you just go quickly. And because you are very sharp, you say, what I got from Proverbs chapter 2 <laughs> is, you are getting it here on the spot. This is live transmission. And you know, perhaps it's easy. Like you just said, when it's in your part to do, you said, I'm not saying about you. Huh? What's in your part to do, you just go straight and we think that, "Oh this guy is doing scripture daily. Lie. Don't deceive yourself. Don't deceive yourself. Don't deceive yourself. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let me tell you. Whatever you are doing for your own spiritual growth is for your good. Even if I feel like you are a prayer warrior and you are not, the day affliction will come, I'm not the one answering prayers. Am I the one? I'm teaching you how to pray. He <laughs> say, is anyone afflicted? Let him pray. So if you have not been praying, when affliction comes? So you must understand. You, see, you must tell yourself in life, what is for my good? And you must learn that. This thing is for my good. Don't feel like... And you see, that's where teenagers miss it. When you are counseling teenagers and say, don't do this, don't do this, what do teenagers feel like? Oh my! My mother doesn't want me to do this. Ah, they don't want me to do this. It's not about what your mother. It's about your life. And as adults, don't forget every action or inaction is about your life and the life of those connected to you. As we are here and I talked about that in legacy living, we are all connected. Praise the name of the Lord. All right, let's look at what Jesus said in Luke chapter nine, verse fifty-one. Luke nine fifty-one. And it came to pass when the time was come he should be received up. He steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. Alright? Go back to the New American Standard Bible. He steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. Set his face to go to Jerusalem. Set his face to go like a flint. Isaiah 50 verse 7 Therefore I have set my face like a flint and I know that I shall not be ashamed. You live like a man on a vision. Set your face like a flint. You are in a new year. Set your face like a flint. What do you want to get? What do you want to get out of the year? Set your face like a flint. He says, I set my face like a flint and I will not be ashamed or I will not be moved. Jesus was going to the cross. He knew that his end was the cross. He had three and a half years to get this done. You don't need to enroll in multiple courses. Finish one. Set your face like a flint and finish one. You don't even need to read one million books. If it is 20, you can finish this year and understand what was written in that 20. Go for it. Child of God, we don't have all the time in this life. That's the truth. The sad reality about life is that time is counting every moment, and it cannot be replaced. Cannot be replaced. So Jesus had to set his face like a flint. Let's look at the parable of the man who lacked focus. 1 Kings chapter 20. 1 Kings chapter 20. And um, we're going to read from verse 39 to 40. 1 Kings. <laughs> oh, this, the story of this man is interesting. 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 39 to 40. 1 Kings 20, 39 to 40. Look at this. So the prophet departed. And waited for the king, by the way, and disguised himself with a bandage over his eyes. As the king passed by, he cried to the king and said, Your servant went out into the midst of the battle. And behold, a man turned aside. 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 39 now. Your servant went out into the midst of the battle. And behold, a man turned aside and brought a man to me and said, Guard this man. If for any reason is missing, then you shall then your life shall be for his life or else you shall pay a talent of silver look at verse 40 while your servant was busy here and there he was gone and the king of israel said to him so shall your judgment be look at this look at this you have you yourself have done what let me hear that loud and clear you yourself has done what did you follow this story he says, by your being busy here and there and missing the main point, the main thing you should do, you have decided your own faith. Nobody is going to come to judge you. When you are distracted, you have decided your life. The instruction was simple. God, this man, if he is gone, you will pay with your life. He says, I was busy here and there. The bad thing about distraction is that we are busy with other things and we live the main thing. What's the main thing in your life right now? What's the main thing in your life right now? To be busy does not mean you are productive. Some of us are too busy to pray, too busy to read the Bible. We are just busy. Busy with endless things that are not adding value. Let me tell you the truth. Not everything is adding value to your life. And I'll tell you, we thank God for the supernatural prosperity of God and the grace of God. But let me tell you the truth. Your economy is largely determined by the value you bring to the table. You understand that? You'll be paid based on your value. Why not fill your mind with greater value? Why take your mind and fill it with junk? And fill it with gossip and fill it with entertainment? The same data you are using to watch people and to laugh and to watch people and to laugh, that same data can dramatically improve your life. Why are you comfortable with poverty? Why are you comfortable with mediocrity? They are picking first ten staffs in your office. Your name is not there. In fact, when you hear the announcement that they are selecting I say, don't mind that, don't mind that. I will not be there. I know. You already know. You already know. Why can't you be the best? Why would you carry God and be the dullest in the class? What's wrong with you? What is the use of speaking in tongues if you're not a solution provider? You're the most lazy person at the job. You're the most, you know, and you're a gossiper. Yeah, you will be because there's nothing upstairs. So you have to talk about people. Do you know what head? Do you know what, this is? Do you know what this is? Hmm. If I give you the full story, don't. Give us the edited version because we have something to do with our life. How can you be disintelligent and waste it on other people's life? Look at our country. So messed up. Just due to leadership. There's no citizen of this country that has a business anywhere outside of this country if we had right people in the right place. And unfortunately, if we look within ourselves, who is really going to lead? Who has prepared itse- himself for leadership? Because look at the, the small department they gave you in your office. Figures are not straight. Look at your own life. You can't account for the money you had last year. They should give you a country. So you just put us on sale. We'll see ourselves on Amazon. <laughs> Black Friday. Country for say one point five billion naira. It's it's easy to blame people. Right? Come on, somebody. It's easy to blame people for not leading the country well. It's easy to see how dirty Nigeria is. Ah, if you go abroad, you will not see a piece of paper, your house. How clean is your house? Let's not go there, right? I know the parlor is clean. So I'm just talking about the next room. Close to the parlor. Because when some of you sleep at night, you wave things. Once we see you like this, we know you are ready to sleep. Then you sleep and you get up. The more you keep living in a dirty environment, the more you'll never strive for excellence. That's why you see the offices of CEOs and top people. It's clean, it's neat, it's straight. Value your life. You must learn to put value in your space. Let me tell you the truth. You will not rise in this life beyond the level of value you put in your space. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Bring maturity to your communication. You're not a baby. You're not a child. And this concept of just sitting and thinking one day things will turn. No, if things are going to turn, you will know that things will turn. Do you know one of the reasons they look at Christians and feel like, you know, these Christians, they are just religious? is because we don't engage the world the way we should engage the world. you know what they said about Daniel? Even the magicians were scared of Daniel. They said, you know what? Ten times, I'm going to do a series called Blessed Monday. Biblical perspective to work. They said, we're going to find something wrong with Daniel. Either negligence of duties or the law of God. They couldn't find him negligent in his duties. This year, sit up. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When your boss gives you an assignment, go the extra mile. If you're tired of working, resign. There are more people who need jobs. We don't need unhappy people working. How ah, much did ever pay somebody here? That everybody kept somebody here. Did they tell you did they didn't tie you there? It's when you don't have a job you now know the value of job. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Whatever you are grumbling about, go and start your own company and employ people and pay them the way you feel people should be paid. They didn't te- there's no law that you can't start your own firm. You know, someone was telling me the other day, you know I think uh, a church should do this. I said, there, there, there's an empty hole there. Did they stop you? You can collect your call. Don't make this thing look like, uh, do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You, you can collect your call. You can start there. Registration is 120,000. It's now 150. Can I help you with that? Deal with disorganization. It's a new year. Don't repeat the mistakes of last year and blame it on the devil. Let me show you this. Let me say this very quickly. Watch your life, right? Sit down and watch your life. You will realize certain trends that are consistent. If you observe them, stop it. Do you understand what I'm saying? You just observe certain trends. Like this thing is consistent in my life. This thing, stop it. Clearly, that is not good. Stop it. And wisdom is that you have learned from your past mistake. Wisdom is not that you repeat your mistakes. If you repeat your mistakes, you are not wise. And you see, it's self-deception the challenge with us is that including myself preaching is that we think as adults we don't need correction i don't know if you if you get what i'm saying it's almost like adulthood right we are waiting for that day which will not be corrected <laughs> you know i was talking to my son about when he was going to this car we we're just talking so i was saying he has you know a few years left so we we're just talking and the guy came and said one year five months one and a half year or something i mean but the guy had the date in his mind. So I just I was just telling him I said this guy is ready to to just go. <laughs> you know when you are in SS2 you are just waiting, jammed. It's like when you see the jam you say, Ah, eh, freedom, freedom, Mandela. bring him back home to Soweto." You know, you are you are excited. Interestingly, freedom comes with responsibility. So every time you see freedom ask yourself what's the responsibility that brings this freedom hmm you are not free to you know if a lady comes into your house now we're going to ask a question why is this person coming but now you are married you have brought rights for us you have brought this thing you are not happy I have a woman you cannot be saying my woman my man <laughs> no problem it comes with what you're not saying it oh. Uh, because the, the tone now is not the first or is there responsibility? Now we have talked... Yeah, responsibility. Because now with the woman is going to come what? Child or children? Responsibility. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Freedom without responsibility is destruction. When God created Adam, what did he give him? Freedom. Was there responsibility? Yes. What was the responsibility? Take care of the garden. He didn't. Where did he find himself? Outside the garden. And it's simple. Even that's how God... Whatever space God has given to you, he gives you the response. So ask yourself, as a church pastor, for instance, I have the freedom to make decisions, to do what I'm doing, but what is my responsibility? If I don't choose accountability, what's going to happen? I will use my freedom for my own self-destruction. Are we together? All right. So, the man knew his assignment, and it was clear. He got busy and occupied, but not on the assignment. You will have the same number of months you had last year, but on on what exactly are you going to spend them? A a man said something. One reason so few of us achieve what we truly want is that we never direct our focus. We never concentrate our power. Most people dabble their way through life, never deciding to master anything in particular. All right? don't dabble through life always keep the focus what are you going to focus on this week what's the biggest thing this week what's the biggest thing this week what's the biggest thing this year successful people maintain a positive focus in life no matter what's going on around them they stay focused on their success rather than their past being busy do not mean you're focused and productive you can be busy with the wrong thing and wonder at the end of the year what you did with your time. All right? Three things to focus on. John 6, 14 to 15. I'm going to go fast so I can finish this. John 6, 14 to 15. Therefore, when the people saw the sign which had performed, they said, this is truly the prophet who is coming to the world. So Jesus, aware that he intended to come and take him by force to make him king, withdrew again to the mountain by himself alone. Look at Jesus. He performed the miracle. And the people said, oh, this guy has to be king. They wanted to make him king by force. How many of you think being a king is a good thing? Hey, come on. How many of you think being a king is a good thing? But remember what we read in 1 Corinthians. Is that beneficial? No. It wasn't beneficial to him. Jesus withdrew. You know how you master, how you know you've mastered distraction is when you walk away from good opportunities. Not every good opportunity is good for you. So the opportunity is good. Is it helpful? Right? For singles, this man is free. Will he be the right person for you? This woman is free. Will he be the right person for you? Sometimes, even in your career, some opportunities will come that will derail you from whatever goal you've set for yourself. You know, I had, I, had, I had that You know, towards the end of last year I was almost completing my masters in, in biblical studies So I had to So I had to have all these conversations with myself Eliminate, why am I doing this? What's the biggest thing for me? I know I'm called to plant churches I know I'm, I'm called to pastor So I was speaking with my academic dean And, you know, I, I really like to do the Greek, the Hebrew, the all of the stuff But he said something he said, when I'm listening to you, I know what your heart wants. You want to be a researcher, you want to do this, you want to be a professor and all that. He says, but being a professor in Old Testament literature is not going to help your church. <laughs> he said, what you rather need to do is to have a master's in divinity, which will give you a more practical subject to help your church. Then he said something. He says, I know where your heart wants to go, but this is what will help you. In what you have been called to do do you understand that do do you get what I'm saying so sometimes your passion can lead you but where your passion is leading you to is not beneficial for you okay let me give you another example you like to bake right you you like to bake it's a good thing you like to bake but if you do your baking by the time people buy meat and everything your profit is maybe 59 or whatever it is right and then an opportunity comes for instance to learn something that can give you an income which is what is needed at that time for your family because you're going through an economic crisis at that point what do you do you value what is beneficial for you even though at that point in time you know what your passion is in this direction. When you now have money to buy baking pan, you can follow your passion. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So at certain times, it's not about what you are passionate about, it's about what is beneficial to you at that phase of your life. And what's going to help you? Praise the name of the Lord. All right. So, focus is the ability to overcome good opportunities in the pursuit of your goals. Focus is the ability to overcome good opportunities in the pursuit of your goals. So, there will be many opportunities and you have to learn to overcome them. Good opportunities. Right? Wonderful opportunities. But you must learn to overcome them. See, being focused is not easy. I was reading something on this focus. I was reading... A story of a man. Interesting. Listen to this. Very interesting. All right? The guy was on the school relating and they were running this race. And he had a very close friend. Pay very close attention. He had um, a very close friend and they were running. So, himself and his friends were the fastest in the school. So, they felt like they were going to win the race. They had won a lot. And as they were running, towards the end of the race, he realized his friends were not so close. Okay? So, he turned to look at his friend. He turned to look at where his friend was and they got to the end of the race. He came second, his friend came third. And it was just a very little thing that the guy that came first used to beat him. Then when he told his coach, his coach said something. And pay attention to this. He said there are times in life where you focus on the goal, not your friendships. And he says, how you missed coming out first is this. When you should focus on finishing, you turned to look if somebody was coming along. I'm going to say something here. And it's not controversy. You see, husband and wife, eh? You are one flesh. If one part of the flesh said they are not praying. The other part you pray. This one that your husband does not turn on for more devotion. You yourself, you will not be angry with God and your, and your husband. You are doing yourself this harm. In as as you are one flesh, you have a personal work with God. God will not judge you as Mr. and Mrs. I know some of you, I don't know how you think the judgment is going to be. He's not going to say yes from Bonnie. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Jumbo Bright stand here. No. So there is a time to say, you know what? Hey, you know what? I've got my work with God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There are times to take other people along. There are times where people are a distraction. Learn to travel light. How many of you have traveled with kids before? Going on vacation? <sighs> eh? Feeding bottle. You know, watering can. Washington can is an agricultural too. <laughs> what did I say? Water can. <laughs> Alright? Snacks. Rice. Ah! Everything. Then, the interesting thing, when the children are not ready, they will not take their own. One time I ready to pick someone up the jetty. I went with my daughter. She took her. By the way, I have two grandchildren. Amber, what's the other one? Lisa. So, so. so there are dolls. before you now say her. <laughs> so she took one. We went to the place. So when we stood, we were waiting for the person. She just gave me that. She holds that she's tired. <laughs> so yeah, my general Vassia, founder and pastor waiting for guest speaker with a doll in my hand. Now, the truth of the matter is, now this is why I said that story. Sometimes we are not carrying our own weights. We are carrying the weights of those we have allowed in our journey. Can I tell you something? Abraham fought battles he shouldn't have fought. He only fought those battles because he allowed Saul to come with them. There are battles you are fighting right now that if you were alone, you would not fight them. Your association brought those battles. And because you are emotionally hooked, you will spend your resources on those battles when you shouldn't be fighting those battles. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So everybody in your life now, you have to do an edit. I'm not saying live a lonely life. I'm saying live what a focused life. Are, are we still here? Yes. Sir. You know Jesus. Let me let me let me let me do this quickly. You know Jesus had to deal with the excesses of Peter. Peter cut off somebody's ear on the way to the cross. It wasn't Jesus that cut the ear But Jesus had to heal Because Peter was Jesus' disciple That's why when police is arresting, They arrest both the criminal and the witness Because the witness So some people go to jail As being present in the crime scene Just, Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, they arrested 60 people that went to the club Why was I not arrested? I was not in the club so, your space warranted the arrest. I'm not saying they should arrest you, but you can be where police is raiding and because you are there, you are arrested. So, if you were not there, you will not be arrested. Do you understand what I'm saying? Nothing, there is nothing in this life that does not have consequences. Where you are, the kind of church you go to, the people you fellowship with, what you read. You know, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this um, when I was on this message about... Information. How many of you, you know, played a lot of Chinese, you know, watch Chinese movie? Okay, if you people did not watch Chinese movie, we are going to log this. Door. Everybody watch. One. How many of you watch Chinese movie growing up? You keep my papa, you keep my mama here. <laughs> all right. There were many Chinese things we were fighting, and, and I don't know how we got all those, you know, monkey in the snake shadow or shadow in the monkey. St- you know all stuff? Right. Bruce Lee, that's how we be jumping from tree to tree. We didn't know we were watching film. Jackie Chan. that man, what the trouble he has caused people in this life. Now, realize what was happening. We just kept feeding on the Chinese films. It was not our intention to become Chinese men. We didn't intend to do, we are going to one day, we are going to do here. No, we didn't. we didn't. We didn't plan it. We didn't say, okay, our goal this year was we are going to shout like this. No. We just kept doing what? Just feeding. Just kept watching. Before you know, we're playing Chinese. The same thing with your children. When you touch them and they turn like this, like cartoons, it's not their intention. They kept feeding on cartoons. Before you know, they are taking cartoon characters. Are you hearing what I'm saying? As an adult, what you feed on is not leaving you the same. You will become what you're looking at. It's the law of life. So, why am I bringing this? Focus means that you delete what you should not be watching. Addiction is increased by persistent watching. There are things you should not look at. If it has a semblance of adultery, run away from it. Don't be laughing. Don't be laughing. It's feeding something on the inside, it's feeding your canal nature. So, what, you should, what should you focus on? Number one what is right successful people focus on the right things what is right ask yourself that question what's right what should i focus on right now what's right yeah what is right number two successful people focus on what is important what is right then the next question what is important what is important is this thing important to me? If you keep feeding on the message of faith, faith will arise in your heart. And let me tell you something. If you also keep feeding on the negative news about this country, you will not excel. Yes. It's not everything that is bad. Look for the positive news. Are you know here what I'm saying? And feed on it. Okay. Number three, they focus on what is eternal. Colossians 3 2 to 4 talks about setting your mind on things above set your mind. What is eternal? Of everything I'm doing right now, what has eternal consequences? What is eternal? Coming to church is eternal. Giving is eternal. Witnessing is eternal. Growing up spiritually is eternal. So what are the three things you should focus on? Number one, what is right? Successful people focus on the right things. Number two, what is important? Clarity will bring focus. What's important to me? Now, realize this. What is important to him might not be important to me okay as a pastor certain things are important to me in your workplace certain things will be important to you number three what should we focus on what is eternal where your attention goes your time will go and where your time goes your life will go where your attention goes your time will go and where your time goes your life will go So I'm just going to read from my notes, okay? Just going to read from my notes. When someone lacks focus, they quickly settle for any opportunity that avails itself. Delayed gratification is one of the key characteristics of focus. Delayed gratification is one of the key characteristics of focus. One reason so few of us achieve what we truly want is that we never direct our focus in life. Lack of direction, not lack of time, is the problem. We all have 24 hours a day. This year, be a man on a mission. Let me give you this quickly. Five characteristics of a focused man. Five characteristics of a focused man. Number one, places greater value on what is essential. Places greater value on what is essential. Don't forget to meditate on this scripture, Colossians 3.2. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. All right. Places places greater value on what is essential. Number 2, orders his priorities intelligently. Orders his priorities intelligently. Number 3, operates by schedule. Characteristics of a focus man. All right? Places greater value on what is essential. Order his priorities intelligently. Operate by schedule. Number four, functions without requiring supervision. Functions without requiring supervision. And number five, makes the most of his time. Five characteristics of a focused person. Places greater value on what is essential. Order his priorities intelligently. Operate by schedule. Functions without requiring supervision. And makes the most of his time. One of the quotes that I like is the quote by George Washington, one of the president of America. He says, "Discipline is the soul of an army. It makes more numbers formidable. It procures success to the weak and esteem to all. Discipline is the soul of an army." Child of God, if you're going to achieve anything this year, it will boil down to that one word discipline. I beg you, don't waste your time. God has given us precious promises this year. I wonder when we all look back at the end of this year, we'll be able to say, you know what? We made the most of the year. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you cause this truth to be engraved in our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Are you blessed? All right. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.